Welcome to C-Store Technology Oracle, a podcast featuring discussions with experts about technology disruption and how it is impacting convenience stores today, as well as what's ahead for tomorrow. I'm your host, Erin Del Conte, Executive Editor with C-Store Decisions. Today, we're speaking with Evan Shu. Vice President of Finance and Strategy for Standard Cognition. Standard Cognition was one of the first tech startups in the autonomous checkout space. It operates a 1,100 square foot cashierless convenience store called Standard Store in the heart of San Francisco. That store is open to customers and fully equipped with Standard Cognition's autonomous checkout solution. Today, Evan is going to be speaking with us about Standard Store, autonomous checkout technology, and trends ahead for autonomous checkout in 2020. Hi, Evan. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Glad we get to chat with you today. Um, we spoke, I think it was about a year ago now, for an article that I was writing on frictionless checkout. And we talked about uh, your company's standard cognition and specifically its demo store, Standard Store, which is in San Francisco. So for our listeners who, who don't have that background, can you explain a bit more about Standard Store, how it works, and specifically what the experience is like for the customer? So how does the customer, as they go through the whole shopping experience, uh, what do they experience and how does technology guide them through that, that shopping environment? Yeah, sure. Great question. Um, so Standard Store is a 1,100 square foot. Um, I call it a convenience store mm-hmm. in the mid-market district of San Francisco. You've got about 500 SKUs, the normal stuff you find in a store. Um, and how it's different is, unlike the typical convenience store, we don't have any cashiers. Um, and what the technology does, and I'm sure most of your uh, audience are familiar with, uh, it's similar to the Amazon Go store, where, it, where there's an app that you download on your phone, you check into the store, and then once you're, once you're checked in, you just shop as normal, and everything is the same except at the very end, you just walk out of the store. There's no cashier, there's no waiting in line. And I think in the age of COVID, there's also no exchange of credit cards, no exchange of services, there's no smearing your fingers all over a public surface, but that's it. And how we do it is we have an array of cameras overhead that allow us to figure out what's going on in the store, who's in the store, what's being picked up to create that virtual basket. Uh, There's some computers in the back where we do all sort of, um, and that's it. So how does the technology that you're using in Standard Store differ from Amazon Go or technology like it is used in Nano Store? What are you doing differently there? Yeah, that's a terrific question. So I would say two things. So first of all, um, a big difference between Amazon Go and the Nano Store and a bunch of others uh, is that those guys typically build on what we call internally a new build, which is they're building a brand new store from the ground up, which is great. You know, I think the stores look perfect. They're like really well done. But for us, for us, the golden goose is going into existing stores where our intent is to retrofit stores. The standard store isn't the best example of this, but because we built that from the ground as well. But our main technology I wanted wanted to share was that we're going into existing stores with their existing uh, retail operation, existing lighting, existing shelving, and we're retrofitting that. The other big difference is that the standard store is only overhead cameras. If you come to our stores, all of our gondolas are exactly how we purchase them. All the shelving is the same. There's no, um, there's no sensors in the shelves. 
And that's very different from what you would see in Amazon. Um, if you go in there and you look pretty carefully, I mean, they, they all do a really good job of, you know, blending it in, but all their shelves have sensors in them. Interesting. And I remember when we were talking last year, you talked a bit about having a kiosk at your store for customers who still were interested in paying with cash. Is it still true that you offer that? And if so, how does the whole kiosk part of, uh, of it work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the number one thing I'll tell you is we've talked to, you know, 300 of the top retailers just in the last 18 months uh, alone. And none of them have said basically that we want to get rid of cash, right? So our, our product is meant to be additive. And I think autonomous checkout should be additive to the choice that consumers have when they shop. If they want to pay with credit card or they want to pay with cash, they should have that option. If they want to choose the autonomous checkout option and download the app and just walk in and walk out, they should have that option. So yes, at our store and all, all stores enabled by, by our technology, they'll have the option of paying out a kiosk, including with cash payment, but they can also have the option of checking out through autonomous checkout. And so right now we're obviously in the middle of a, of a big global pandemic. How has autonomous checkout been helpful specifically during COVID-19? Oh, yeah. Um, so we're constantly in conversations with our retail partners. And it's, it's, it might be surprising for folks to know, but um, we've um, had increasing conversations and our retail partners have wanted to accelerate and double down on autonomous checkout. I mean, our original thesis was that autonomous checkout would be great for shoppers and, and the retailers just by getting rid of the lines, taking the transaction process part of retail. I mean, retail should be its basics, right? We should, shoppers should be able to discover the products that they want. It should be a great experience when you first walk into a, you know, an apparel store to see all the color combinations or smells. That doesn't exist in the e-commerce world. And that's one of the best things about uh, brick and mortar retail. But more importantly, you know, shoppers should be able to find what they want at the prices they want. No one ever says, like, I found this great product and then I stood in line for 10 minutes. So our original thesis was to remove that. But now in the age of COVID, we've now found that there's a secondary and equally important um, aspect, which is people want to feel safe. And when you think about the shopping experience today, the risk really is when you're in line. That's when people tend to congregate. And then when they reach the cashier, there's this exchange again of services. Um, and if it's available, maybe there's a self-checkout station, which is great. But if you think about it, you're smearing your fingers over a public surface, a public touch screen. And that's a huge vector for transmission. If for us, like in our retail partners, we've had this conversation for the past few months. And I will say the one thing we really lament is we wish we were three years ahead of where we were today. Like this is a moment for autonomous checkout. Ideally, how it works is you go in, the, and the only things you touch is the product that you end up buying. You don't need to have a cart. You don't need to have a tote. You don't need to engage with anyone if you, if you don't choose to. You should just be able to walk in, grab what you need, and do. Very cool. And so moving forward through 2020, what trends do you anticipate for autonomous checkout in the year ahead? And do you believe that the pandemic is going to continue to impact these trends as we move forward in 2020? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I, I, I really wish I knew, but uh, it's probably a trillion dollar question or a $20 trillion question of global retail, right? I mean, I think I think people are going to develop new habits. I mean, I, I already see it with with even my own mother. She's downloading new apps. She hasn't made too many orders. But how much? Some of that's got to be pretty sticky, right? Curbside pickup. How much does that stick? I definitely think though that people. I mean, the the push for convenience will definitely always be a thing. That was our original thesis. But now I think 
Um, how do you shop safely? I think that will always be a thing as well. I don't think we'll always need social distancing. I don't think people always shop with masks, but people will always be very careful around what we really need to stand around 10 people for two minutes um, when I go shop. Or is there, is there a better way of doing that? Um, I think some of these will change to varying degrees, but they will be changing permanently. What do you think that retailers really need to consider when it comes to frictionless checkout? There's so many kind of models happening out there and yeah. so much going on. So if I'm a convenience store retailer, what should I know? What should I consider? Yeah, I would say one big thing, optimize for your shopper experience, which is the number one thing we know shoppers care about or shoppers and retailers care about, right? And what that means is, you know, you want to be able to preserve your brand and the way you present your stores. Um, and that's what retailers do best, right? They know exactly how to present um, their assortment, what's at eye level, what colors, and optimize for that. So that there's that. Also, you know, of course, people care about the convenience, how long do they need to stay in the line. And so we're, we're a small part of that. But I would say for retailers today, especially because of, of COVID, we've seen such an ad, advent of e-commerce, which is great. I mean, e-commerce definitely has a role to play. Brick and mortar retailers must have a handle on sort of how do you optimize for that shopper experience. And that probably does include a better handle on Omnichannel, right? Is it curbside pickup? Is it pure e-commerce where you ship to home? Or is, you know, how do you, how do you optimize for that in-store shopping experience? Very good advice. And uh, you also, you recently had, uh, Standard Cognition recently had a new acquisition. Can you share with us a bit about what's happening there? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, on Tuesday, we announced an acquisition of a company called Checkout Technologies. They're based in Milan, Italy. We're very much looking forward to traveling there once this all lifts and having a bit of pasta and wine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Checkout Technologies was in our space. They also did autonomous checkout. Uh, we had a chance to meet them last year. And, you know, it's just really fun to meet people you know, in our brain space, thinking about the same problems. We approached it a little bit differently, but, you know, funnily enough, a lot of the approaches were the same. So a lot of that was naturally additive. Um, secondly, I think we're very, very much interested in, in Europe. Um, just uh, retail in general, the landscape out there is amazing. Uh, convenience is a huge, uh, huge vertical. But so is like grocery and hypermarket. Um, so there's there's a lot of things that's really interesting about that Europe. Um, and this also now gets us a foothold in you know, Europe and particularly Milan, um, which we think is a great technology hub up and coming. Um, so we're excited about an opportunity there. Very neat. If our listeners want to get more information on standard cognition, is there a website or a specific place where they should go? Absolutely. We actually just revamped our website a little bit. So I encourage people to go check it out. It's www.standard.ai. You can learn more about our technology and our, and our and the standard store in San Francisco there. Great. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. Yeah, it's great. Thanks, Aaron, for having me on. You've been listening to the C-Store Technology Oracle Podcast. Find more podcasts on our website at cstoredecisions.com or follow me on Twitter at cstoreD underscore Aaron. That's cstoreD underscore E-R-I-N.